Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Give you all the praise. Lord will say, let your name be glorified in the name of Jesus. We ask that your grace will be upon us. We ask that your mercy will find us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. Let's have our seat. God bless us all in Jesus' name. I want to say Happy New Year to everyone. Um, May God continually give us grace in the name of Jesus. I just also want to give thanks on behalf of Mama. Hallelujah. Yeah, because Mama has been, you know, God has been faithful um, in our life. God has been faithful. You know, um, Mama would say to me, Mama, Mama, come, come, come. Mori to Laramie. Shama what's here? <laughs> you know, and I'm just, you know, each time I say, I'm just grateful. Uh, you know, God, 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 God will continually um, bless us all in Jesus' name. Um, from next week, we would, part of, part of what, just, we, did, we were doing it initially, but because of one or two things, we did not proceed with it. So, from next week, we will be having um, it's like recession, is it in recession? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, um, all this kind of stuff. We'll talk, we'll talk more about all these things when we have the mem- mem- membership classes, just to kind of know what it means and why we do them. God will help us all in Jesus' name. We are talking about times and seasons. We are talking about times and seasons. You know, we talked about over the, over the new year about building your capacity. But you know that um, if you, uh, well, I don't know, but basically it's, it's, it's important that we, we, we understand the times and the seasons. Before I'm going to just start, I'm going to start off this way. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says that this book of law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. You shall observe, you, that you may observe to do according to what is written in it. For thence you shall make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Um, one thing I just want to say to us as, I, as we start off this year. I understand there might be things we may not be able to explain at a particular time. But it is important for us to conclude that the determination of your destiny is in your hands. What I have this way of thinking. Not that I neglect the devices of the devil. But I believe I become powerless when I know you have all the cards. I am just a spectator. Because when I have that kind of attitude, the generational cause has been going no matter how big it is. I am just stuck 
for me to have that kind of mindset, you will not be able to, to stand on the scriptures that says you should ask without doubting in your mind. Because there is no way, if you think that the generational cost you are facing is so much that you have no way out, there is no way you can ever pray and not doubt. Does that make sense? Is that if something happens, no matter how bad it is, I still have, I have to, I have that confidence in God that I have the ability to change it. Or else, you will just be praying and you can pray forever, but your faith is already moving because you don't have the confidence that all the answers are with you. I hope we understand this. And that is why I used to say to someone, I, said, I cannot talk myself into unbelief. At times, you, you can talk about a situation to the point whereby your faith is shaken because you have, that is why the Bible says, where David will say, magnify the Lord with me. What does he mean by that? You use a magnifying lens. Do you want to talk about magnifying lens? You expand something in your own sight. So when he said magnify God, he's saying that, see, no matter what it is, you need to meditate so much that you are looking at God. I say, you know what? I have the answer. The devil cannot have the final say. But when you begin to say, you know, this thing is, is too, is beyond me. You can pray. But I will tell you one thing. From the scriptures, your faith is already out of the way. Because you must first of all settle in your mind. That's why Matthew says that, he says, Jesus answered and he spoke to them, all authority have been given to me in heaven and earth. Therefore, that's because I have all the keys, go. And it's that this is my whole attitude as a person. You know, people share a couple of things with me spiritually. Someone said to me about a church, he said, ah, you know, this is what, this is what, this is what the devil is. He said, but I don't see, this thing is too hard. I just said, thank you. Because what you're saying to me is that you have given me the solution and you have also made me feel that I don't have anything to do. I just have to wait and wait until, see, if I think you hold my destiny in your hands and I feel vulnerable, the only way forward is that I kill you. That is, that is, that is the principle. Because I'm already, you, you are the only one that can determine where I go. That's why when I read that Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, he said, you shall. He didn't say the devil. He said, you shall make your way prosperous. It is, it is in my hands. See, this, this understanding takes your faith into another level. That doesn't mean that you, will not be, you, you may not fall down. But you know that just give me time to stand up again. But if I have the faith of, you know, 
May God grant us understanding. So that's why at times, you know, there's to a level that I'm sharing this with you not because I'm perfect, but I'm still learning. There are times when, you know, you, you imbibe something to a point that your spirit is already is, has picked it. So it's not that I don't have dreams at times that somebody attacks me and it looks as if I'm overpowered. But I've discovered that most of the time in my dream, when I'm down, I'll tell that person, don't worry, you have done your own today, I'm coming back to work. And I will see myself, at times, a month later, I see myself coming back to that same position in that dream. Having a decision, my person, I say, I am back. I told you I was going to come back. You need to get to that point, or else you would always believe that everything is in somebody else's hand, and you are just there. That is why, that is the difference, sorry, um, please, but that is the difference between Nigeria and where we are. Here, people take responsibility. Nigeria, it is somebody else's fault. Does that make sense? May God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. So as we look at the question of time and season, because I am saying this so that, you know, when you are moving with God in this year, you are made up your mind. That even if I don't get, I am not going to start my mind by thinking um, maybe this, maybe that. I go all out. See, when you are gathering soldiers for battle, the, the, if, if any one of them thinks that, see, I don't know how they do it, but is that, see, you want to. Um, uh, who follows footballing? Um, like, I don't know who else to call. One of these small clubs. Um, I know, and you want to meet Liverpool. On paper, you are not there. So why do people turn up? What do they talk about in that dressing room? When you know that these guys are going to beat you flat out. What you know, what I'm trying to say? Why would you now go? What what is what is the coach telling you? That don't worry, you know. Let's just go there. I'm a bit. That's not what they say. That's why you will see them at times. One of the clubs to that is most difficult to beat are the small ones or the ones that come from relegation up, because they have that faith inside them. That is why you see big clubs. One of the clubs you don't want to face is the club that is just coming out of, um, out of um, lower league into that because they believe they can beat anybody. And if you are not careful, they would embarrass you. Why? Because, because that faith is there. They are not in the dressing room saying, eh, you know that um, Liverpool won the Champions League. You know that Liverpool did this. You know that Liverpool did that. You know, at the end of the day, you will see it by the time they come on the pitch, if that's what they were told. That is, why, that is how it looks like. 
when a Christian has properly fed himself with every other possibilities aside from the abilities that he has. By the time he steps off to the field, he's already beaten. <laughs> May God grant us grace in Jesus' name. We're talking about times and seasons. The Bible says, if you read um, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11, he said, I have returned and I saw under the sun that race is not to the sweet, nor battles to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill. But every one of them, both, um, both the, any, every one of them, something is important. Time and chance. Time and chance. Please let me first of all say to you, the greatest gift you have on earth, asset you have, is time. When you see a multi-billionaire about to die, and you ask him, what is one thing that you want that you think I can give to you? What do you think he will say? More time. If you see a man that is poor, that has nothing, and he wants to die, what do you think he will ask you? More time. Because time is the common denominator for everyone. Let me give you a little bit of, I pray that God will help us understand why time is important. Because it is within time. No, because time is redeemable. That means that you can make amends because you are living within time. That is why when a man dies, he has, his life has not ended. He has just moved from the zone of time into the zone where there is no time. And the Bible says, once a man dies, there is no opportunity to repent. Why? Because he has moved into the time without zone. Oh, sorry, a zone without time. That is why the devil cannot repent. Because a spirit cannot repent. Because they are in the avenue that there is no time. That is why the only thing that can happen to the devil is to be destroyed. Not that God is wicked, but because he is spirit. And in that realm, time, you don't have the opportunity of time. Because time can only be redeemed when you are living within the space of time, you can make amends. That's why the Bible says that once time is up on one person, that is the hand. Because in that realm, they don't live with time. So, what you have to make anything in life is that time that is given to you. God help us in Jesus' name. While angels cannot repent, even there is no opportunity for them to repent, 
Because in the zone they are living, they are living outside time. That was why when Adam had the fruit, the Bible says God blocked him from the tree of life. Why? Because once he hits that tree of life, he goes beyond time. And that is the state it would be forever. And the only thing that would be a remedy is that you destroy it. And as we begin to go, you begin to understand why time is so, is so important that even the devil knows as long as, because they understand how it works, that it, that is the only asset you have to do anything. Once you move into the realms of where time is, everything is stationed, everything is fixed, because it's only time that gives variable to things that you see. May God grant us grace. That's why the Bible says in Genesis chapter 8, it says, while the heart remains, there would be seed. There will be harvest. Um, seed time, harvest time, cold and heat and things like that. Now, if you don't understand seasons, you will not know how to spend your time. Time is split into seasons. Let me give you a... Now, in winter now, it is winter season. Now, you now spend your time buying shorts and things like that. You know, you, you spent your time, but you spent it in a wasteful way. Why? Because you don't understand the seasons. So when we don't understand the seasons we are in, you are bound to waste the time that you have. Because when you go to the next verse, which is chapter 9, verse 1, he said, so because he had created time and season, so because he had created seasons, the chapter 9 now said, so God blessed Adam, um, Noah and his son, and he said, be fruitful. So that means I have created the seasons for you. You are now supposed to be functioning towards those seasons. That is why the verse before this is 8.22 that said that there will be times, there will be different seasons, but Noah now, it is now your job to begin to multiply within those seasons. There are times when I get a prophecy and I'm so excited. Actually, at times I used to I used to envy people because <laughs> at times I don't understand how God appears to be so liberal with people. Because I would, a testimony, I'm sorry, a, a, a prophecy will come and say, God, thank you. I believe that. He said, believe what? He said, ah, you said that it will happen. He said, what are you sowing? You are expecting harvest but you are not doing anything now. He said, when that time comes, I guarantee you, nothing will happen. So he has a way of deflating my excitement. He said, no, what exactly are you doing? You're not doing anything. 
but you are expecting, they said that happen. What they are saying prophetically is that a season is coming. What are you doing to enter that season? Because that season will come and you will just be the same. Because you have done nothing. So, at times, it is important that we understand. Even Jesus himself, in John chapter, he said, he said, I must walk I must, I must walk the walks of him that sent me while it is day. Because a season will come for me that is the son of God, Jesus, that I would not be able to walk. So that means that it is not all seasons. It is not all seasons. So we would be looking at the times and the seasons and how, to, how God helps us to begin to understand that. Ephesians chapter 5. You know, I've said this quite a lot, a, a number of times. You know, people, people call this scripture. Redeeming the time because times are evil. So, and yet we call that scripture and tell people to start praying. That's not, the Bible says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fool, but as wise, redeeming the day. So what he's saying is that the way you can redeem that day is how you walk. You can pray this scripture till next year. If you are not walking circumspectly as wise, making sure you are redeeming that time. Now, let me first of all start with this. See then, what does that mean? It is your, you have, it is your responsibility to ensure, not God's responsibility. He said, see then that you walk circumspectly. Now, what is the meaning of circumspectly? See, it is two words. It is circumstance and inspection. So, circum is, comes from the word circumstance. The other bit comes from the word inspect something. So, that means that you need to understand and study the times you are in to be able to redeem it. Redeem. The word deem here means something that you own. Something that you own. So it says redeem. That means rehone the times that you hold. Make sure you recollect it back by making wise decisions, by, by properly managing your time to recoup them back. 
to recoup them back. Because the days are here. What the Bible says is that every day, see, okay, have you ever noticed that if you put your wash in the washing machine and the sun is very bright outside, so your, 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 your clothes in the washing machine, and the sun is very bright outside, you know the sun will be bright and it will go down. Your clothes is still in the... So if, if you don't take advantage of it, it will go. It will go. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, Job said something which is quite interesting. He said, he was talking about human beings. He said, since his days are determined, he said the number of his months is with you. You have appointed limits that he cannot, so that he cannot pass. Look away from him. What he said, God, mind your own business. You have already given him the time. You are giving him so because he would have to return back to you to give account of how he spent that time. That's why the Bible says, till um, uh, look away from him that he may rest, till a hired man finishes his day. So what he said is that you can spend your time anyhow you want. But as an hired man, you would give account for every one of it. You know the song, It's My Life. God is saying, yes, it's your life. <laughs> but when you come back, you have to give account of every time that you've, that you've had. I'm going quickly into, so we spent quite a lot of time today already. Now, it's important that you know that, let's go to Joel. Joel. The Bible says, be glad, O children of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully, and it will cause rain to come down. The former rains and the latter rains in the first month. Let's go on, please. He said, the threshing floor shall be full with wheat, and the vast shall, um, the vast shall overflow with new wine. So, you would think that what God would do after all this prophecy is to just open heaven and dump food in their house. But the Bible says, I will restore years. So what God is saying is that all what I have said, it is going to be given to you back as time. So if you spend it roughly again, you come back to the same one. When he said, I would open heaven, and it would happen. It will only return to you back as time. May God grant us grace in Jesus' name. Now, I would start to look at something a, a little bit closely. Is 
how I understand from the scriptures how to maximize your time. And I'll give you examples from the scriptures. One is Jesus. Mark chapter 1. The Bible says, from verse 37, and Simon, uh, sorry, the, the, the 35 says that, verse 35 says that Jesus woke up early, so don't worry, Jesus woke up early in the morning before anybody did. And what now happened was that the Bible says, and Simon, verse 37, and Simon, who, who, were, who were with him, went to search for him, and they found him and said, everybody's looking for you. But Jesus said to him, let us go to the next place. Sorry. When I say let us go. Let us go into the next town. That I may preach. And um, I may preach because the purpose I have come. Because for this purpose I have come forth. And he went preaching in the synagogues. Through, the, through Galilee. And casting out demons. What does this scripture teach us? You see that a pattern, Jesus invested his time first in the place of prayer, early in the morning. By the time he went out, he was just going out healing the sick. The Bible did not say that he spent time there battling them in prayer. Why? Because that has already been sorted early. I will show you on the scriptures because I explain a couple of things. Let's go to the next slide, please. The Bible says Elijah was a man like us. He prayed earnestly that he should not rain, and he did not rain. And it, and it did not rain on the land three years and six months. Then the Bible says he prayed again. Now, let us see what happened, how the Bible captured it in the day Elijah did this. 1 Kings 17.1 And Elijah the Tishbite, the son of the inhabitant of Gilead, said to her, Thus saith the Lord, as the Lord of God lives, before whom I stand, there shall be no rain or, or dew except at my word. Please, how does this part look like a man that has been praying? What he did was that he invested his time in a place of prayer. Before he came out. Does this make sense? When he had invested that time, by the time he came out, he was just going, getting things done quickly because he had apportioned his time accurately. In your career, if you don't spend time Invest time. You will be wasting other people's time in public. This has been principles that has guarded my heart as God gives us the grace as a church. There have been people who have prayed 
this morning, as early as 5.30 in the morning for this service. So that when we come, things are done quickly. Or else we will have to come here and try to start to start ourselves up. I used to have conversations over and over again, and I, I enjoy those conversations, please don't get me wrong, about the time that we spend. How can we maximize the time in the services? But I make my decisions looking back at the prayer altar that is backing it to say, can I tweak this a bit? Because whatever I move here must go to that back. You don't take something and not know where to place it. Does this make sense? This Sunday service, some people gathered on Thursday to pray about it. So, when people come and we give all glory to God and say, you know, I stepped into service, this is what happened. The service has already started. Far beyond the time you woke up. I'm sharing this for you so that in your whole personal career, you can know how to manage your time. Or else you would come to places and you people will be saying, did they not prepare? You heard what Sister Yemi was talking about this morning. It was part of the thing, say, how can we get things more quicker? How can we get things moving smartly? How can we get things? But with all those things, the altar of prayer must cover those things. But those who don't know, or those who feel that, you know, generally, I'm not talking those who don't know generally, will say, ah, or somebody would just see and say, ah, you know, let's just take this, let's just, you know, this, this doesn't need, this doesn't need, this doesn't need, and, things like, and they're just kicking things like that without... There is no. We give God glory. You know, there was someone that came, was it a couple of days, a week, uh, last week or so? Never been to world, not really a Christian at all. She walked in, said, As I stepped in, something left my body. Please, see, what I am teaching you, I learned it from this thing that I'm sharing with you. That you don't come into the ring and be training out to, out to box. You don't start a presentation at your workplace and say, please, can I read? Um, sorry. Oh, sorry, what is this thing? I don't know what you mean. Let me, people will be like, why are you here? The higher you go, the more you can manage your time. Please, I know that this thing is always very controversial. But I have observed a little thing. That when you first of all come into a company, an organization, you think that those at the top, they are doing nothing. They're just walking about. That was just drinking tea. They are the one doing everything. But as you grow into those ranks, you discover that 
That T is to <laughs> is to survive. <laughs> but because there is a different school of thought, some are meant to do their work in the place. But as you go up, more work is done outside than inside. So also is ministry. More work needs to be, see, I was sharing with somebody, I said, somebody asked me at the time that, can, can our services be, okay, because I, I was sharing my vision, and I said, you know, I, I believe God that there will be a day where we'll be having two, three services on Sunday. And someone was saying, ah, okay, how can that be possible? I said, no, aside from the people, the determinant will be for every one hour you want to use in the service, there has to be a two-hour prayer pack backing that one hour. Then you will see somebody who would hold a microphone and just said, we worship you. And healing will be going on. Why? Because the backup, the investment has been made. See, I'm sharing this with you. I hope, see, I'm just using this part because it is, I do work, but it is also this part also that, you know, I, so what I'm trying to, is something you can replicate in your personal life. Invest in your time. And when you look at Jesus, you can look at Paul, all of them, they have the same pattern. You will never see anywhere in the scriptures where they went out and they started praying in public. It is settled at the back when they go out so that you can get things done quickly and smartly. When somebody says that, I was saying to, I don't know who I was sharing with, I said, my 30 minutes sermon, is it, or 40 minutes sermon, <laughs> oh, I see everybody's looking at me. It's not 40 minutes. You, you get what I'm trying to say. To the glory of God at times, to the glory of God. But I need to share these things with you as to at least I would have 10 hours of preparing. At least. And I'm working. And I said to myself this year, you need to hop your game. There is still more for you to achieve. But what does that mean? You need to also increase how to save your time and invest it. See, there is a place for anointing and there is a place for preparation. May God grant us understanding in Jesus' name. That's why Psalm 90 verse 20 to verse um, 12 says that um, teach us that we may uh, teach us to number our days so that you can grant us wisdom. Teach us to number our days. I put a part in, uh, in the prayer section but I'm going to just Put it up for us. If you go to the slides, past the prayer song, Numbers 27. 
God bless you. Now, I just feel that I need to explain this before we go into the altar prayer. When he comes to managing your time and being increasing productivity, the Bible, the um, the um, Ephesians that we read, he said, not walk as fools. The Bible, first of all, defines a fool. He says, he that says there is no God, that is the beginning of foolishness. So, as a Christian, the place you start from on your days is with God. I'm going to just had this, see, it is important that we number our days. See, okay, how many years is, how many, so how many days is, is in this year? I was talking to Tafi. I said, what I, I want to do this year now is that I will have a small calendar, or not calendar, number, 53, 52, 51. Number of Sundays. So today is like 53rd Sunday. Because if I call, if I say 300 and um, we have 50, we have 53 Sundays this month, this year, not 52, we have 53 this year. Okay, hallelujah, amen, hallelujah. So you you get what I'm trying to say. We when you when you why why am I doing that? It's so that I would no I would be able to quantify what I'm doing. Because if I say, ah, there are still 300 or something days to go, 300 or something days to go, at times we even lose count. But if I go 53, 52, down to 10, down to, I am following it. It's not difficult for me to follow 1 to 53. But for me, you know, I know there's some very, uh, you know, it is, I lose track when it comes to 300 or something days. Number your days. Take a practical step and number your weeks and have targets for them. Have targets for them. So let's quickly go through this as we bring this to a close. Numbers 2017. Now the Bible says, I'm not going to take you to three steps. I feel that you would need to go through to maximize your day. As a Christian, even this year. He says, the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua, the son of Nun, who is with you. Sorry, who is with you? A man in whom the spirit, a man in whom is the spirit. Lay, lay your hands on him. What does it say to us? One, he has the spirit of God inside him. Does that make sense? But what was he supposed to lay his hands on? Please go to the previous slide. Now, the Bible talks about the seven spirits of God. You have the, what is called the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel, 
spirit of knowledge, spirit, and, and the fear of the Lord. In every Christian that has the spirit of God, well, you can't be a Christian without the spirit of God, but, you know, everyone has the spirit of God. This functions of these seven spirits reside inside of you. So when you go to uh, the next slide, when you go to numbers, what this is saying is that this seven spirits is walking inside Joshua. Do we get to that point? Now God now said to Moses, go and lay hands on him. Now, if you go on to Exodus, please. It's already telling me, don't worry. Now, the Bible says, please notice what I'm trying to point out to you. The Bible says, and now, Joshua, the son of Nun, who was filled with the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid hand on him. What does this mean? That spirit is there. But when Moses laid hands on him, that spirit was activated. There are Christians who have the Holy Spirit inside of them. But the spirit of wisdom is not activated. It doesn't mean you, are not, you don't have God's spirit. It just means that the activation has not been done. Are we making sense? After the activation was done, then God now told him in Joshua chapter 1, he said, this book of law, now you can now go and read. And as you read, you begin to see answers that other people cannot find. Does this make sense? This does not say in your career you are not supposed to read. It says that when you, the spirit of wisdom is activated, when people bring proposals to you, you begin to look at it and you say, you know, maybe we should do this, this, this. Where did you see that? I say, it's inside the paper you gave to me. And people say, show me. Then you say, I didn't see that. Why? Because a spirit has been activated inside you. That is why as a Christian, that is where you start from. You have the spirit of God in you. In the place of prayer, the spirit of wisdom is activated. So when you now go on your day-to-day -day life, you are not wasting your time. Your time is productive because as you see what they are talking about, you can see through what they are saying. Why? Because the spirit of wisdom is at work. So, this year, the way you maximize your day is forced by ensuring your stand with God. And as you begin to go through, you begin to make, you begin to, things that people, that is why when Jesus started his day, he started from the altar of prayer. And you see that when he was going through, at times what some people do, they do Joshua chapter 1 verse, they read. That spirit is not activated. You are just reading. Your knowledge is limited. 
Let us stand up. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.